Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I am pumped because today we are being joined by the fabulous Manali Santake. She is a wedding and senior photographer in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I know her super well. I'm so lucky to know her. She is one of my academy students. She is a podcast listener, which is so fun. Um, it always means so much to me to have people who actually like listen to the podcast, come and give their perspective and expertise on this platform. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to Manali, let her introduce herself. And then we're going to dive into talking about something that I don't think we've ever really um, dug into on this show, and that is creating and and really leaning into a long-term vision in order to avoid comparison. We've talked about comparison, we've talked about business planning and vision planning, but we've never talked about the two things together. So I'm pumped to hear about all the things Manali has in store for us. Manali, tell us a little bit about why you're passionate about this topic. Hi guys, I'm Manali. Like Laylee said, I'm a wedding and senior photographer based out of Charlottesville. I am actually super passionate about this topic because I kind of feel like I fell into the trap of being one of those photographers. And there's nothing wrong with this. I think a lot of us start out where we're looking and looking at other business owners and kind of seeing how they're doing things and how they've reached their level of success. And we kind of look at that and we're like, ooh, I should be doing things just like X photographer or Y photographer and before you know it you're doing a whole lot of things but these aren't necessarily just like funneling you to where you personally want to see yourself and see your business and so I have just learned this through a couple of making mistakes along the way and I think that if photographers can kind of take the time to really figure out what they want for themselves and their businesses in the long term and kind of channel and funnel all their decisions through that lens from the very beginning, I think you're going to save yourself a ton of time, a ton of energy, and really help you stay out of the comparison trap because I know that this is something that really plagues a lot of creatives. And not to say that anyone is ever like perfect and is ever not going to compare themselves. It's a natural tendency. But the more that we can really be like aligned with what we personally want, I think that that does really help you stay in your own lane. I totally agree. I think that's so great. And I can't wait to hear kind of some tangible takeaways that people can can really start implementing into their lives to craft that vision for themselves and to kind of help that guide them away from the whole comparison trap. So um, just kicking things off, what are some things to think about when you are thinking about your long-term vision? Like, what does that even mean to you, creating a long-term vision versus just like kind of your the way that you see things now? Mm-hmm. So I try to think about things in terms of both business, but also my life. I feel like I'm also somebody who really falls into always thinking about all the business things, but really like we're in business to help support our life and the lifestyle that we want at the end of the day. That's why we kind of quit our nine to fives. Um, So I try to think of the vision in terms of what do I want my life and my business to look like way down in the future. So I'm talking like 10 years down the road, which sounds really crazy. And obviously it's been a crazy year. So things change. But if you have a general idea of what type of work you see yourself doing, what your day-to-day kind of looks like and what it would be in an ideal world, kind of like 10 years down the road, you can kind of start to take that and start to work backwards and think about, okay, well, if this is kind of what I'm 
hoping for 10 years down the road? What do I want to see myself doing five years down the road, maybe three years down the road, and then funneling that back into, okay, what are my goals for the next year? And are those in line with where I want to be five to 10 years down the road? So there's a couple of different things that I try to think through when I'm defining that long-term vision. So one of the things is really thinking through my personal values, like what are my personal values? And is that going to be reflected in what I'm doing five to 10 years down the road? So I like to think through um, whether I value creativity, freedom, time. Obviously, you might have your own personal values that can help inform what that overall vision looks like, but it's going to be personal to you because everyone has different values, obviously. But I try to also think through what my unique strengths are, how I want to see those play out in my business, and how I can kind of craft my business around my personality, um, what's a good fit, and kind of just the things that, or like projects even, that would be really, really life-giving, and not just things that I'm seeing other people doing, maybe on Instagram or just in the industry, and thinking that, oh, I need to go out and do those things like five years down the road. I really try to bring it into looking internally and thinking through like, what would I personally get the most fulfillment out of? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. And I think whenever I talk about goal setting, I always like to work down from like a 10 year, five year, one year mm -hmm. uh, track, and then kind of like go into the smaller time frames. And I think people always kind of look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, oh yeah, like let's start with the long, long, long-term vision. Mm -hmm. What is what does your life look like in 10 years, personally, professionally, family-wise? And so I totally am, I'm, we're in the same boat on this. So talk to me kind of a little bit about why having that long-term vision is important and how it relates in terms of like comparison and how it gets you out of that comparison mindset. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree. I always even like when I'm personally sitting down trying to think through my long-term vision, it can feel really crazy to think 10 years down the road because I'm kind of the person that's like, nothing is ever like a given. But I will say if you kind of have an overall idea of what you're looking to do in the future and that, like you said, Lily, can help inform like your five-year goals or like specifically your one-year goals and make sure that they're kind of getting you towards where you want to be 10 years down the road. But I personally try to take some time before I even start working. And I have my yearly goals like listed right in front of me where I can see them every single day. And I check in with my goals before I start doing any work for the day. Because for me, it's just grounding. And it kind of reminds me like why I'm doing the work that I'm doing and can also stop me from being like, Ooh, this person is hosting a style shoot. Like I need to host a style shoot like next month. Like I, and there's nothing wrong with like getting ideas. Like obviously we're creative and we have so many ideas. I try to just take that, jot it down and then revisit it every single quarter. And that way that your goals are still flexible. I'm not saying that you have to be like stuck into your vision forever. Um, but it does kind of help me stop the track of being like, Oh, I see this person doing this. Let me take the time out of my day, take the time out of the tasks that I had on my plate to go chase something new. 
Oh yeah. I totally agree with that. That shiny object syndrome. It's like so hard to fight sometimes, but something that I did recently, and I don't know if, if you would agree that this is a good idea, but I am such a visual person and I know that you are too. Mm-hmm. I like to like map out on like a whiteboard or just like a giant post-it or a wall or whatever, kind of like my central focus. And if the things that I'm doing are not feeding into that focus, I don't do those things. And that kind of helps me hone in on that vision Are there any other like activities or action items that people can take um, that you would advise them doing in terms Mm -hmm. of like actually honing in on that vision and letting them, letting that kind of guide them a little bit um, more directly to their goals? Yeah. So I personally use the power sheets by cultivate what matters. Um, they're a goal setting planner, but I think that you could do this honestly, just not like with a piece of pen and paper. I do try to give myself like looking at my yearly goals. I do try to give myself no more than three main like focuses, kind of like you mentioned per quarter. And then every single month I'm like, specifically focusing on one of those to to really try and make a lot of traction and really get a lot of progress towards that one goal. And that also kind of stops me from like overloading my own plate from trying to do all the things and trying to tackle all of my yearly goals all at once. So I definitely recommend if you are a really visual person and it's helpful to break your goal, like your yearly goals down into quarterly ones and then like monthly ones, I would recommend taking a look at the power sheets. But like Laylee mentioned, like you could do this on a giant um, post-it as well. That's super helpful. I love that. So how often do you recommend checking in with those long-term goals, like with your, with your long-term vision and with how it's kind of running your comparison or whatever, like how often Mm -hmm. would you check in? So I take some time every single year to kind of just get out of the day-to-day of the business and really look ahead to the next year and think through okay, this is what I had for my like 10 year, five year, three year, like when your vision are these things that are still like fueling me and like, or like really things that I'm passionate about. And then I do give myself the flexibility if I was looking to do tackle a really big project, but my heart is just not in it anymore for like three years down the road, then it's okay. I'm going to adjust and change that vision a little bit. Um, there are some things that for me personally have stayed the same because because I think that they really truly were informed by like my personal values. But I recommend taking some time every single year to just like give yourself almost like a fresh start, just revisit your overall long-term vision. And then something that I started doing this year that has been really, really helpful has been blocking out one day on the calendar every single quarter to again, step out of the day-to-day of running my business and really just check in and like evaluate, okay, like how did I do in last quarter at schools? What are the things that I really want to focus in on these upcoming three months? Um, and just get a quick little pulse and reflect a little bit before I start diving into the next quarter, like head first. And then again, I already mentioned this. I keep the goals front and center on my desk um, and I check in with them every single day. And if you can't do every day, I think that's fine. If you could even check in like every single week, it's just a little visual reminder. I think that that is going to serve you well. Oh, I, I really agree with that. And I feel like, you know, I think there are studies that say, you know, just having like that long-term vision visible and having it written mm-hmm. down will so increase the chances of actually accomplishing those things. So mm-hmm. I love that. And it does really just keep you centered and focused on staying in your lane and not comparing yourself to other people. 
totally, totally on the same track there. Okay. So before I pop into asking about the unpopular opinion, which I think you have multiple of from what I remember, (laughs) I'm excited to hear about those. But before we dive into that, I'd love to know if you have any other resources that our listeners can Mm -hmm. uh, kind of dive into in order for them to really craft out an awesome long-term vision and or combat that feeling of comparison before we switch into unpopular opinions. Yeah. So a really, really great book that kind of the one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year vision idea is from. It's a book called Traction. It's by Gina Wickman. A portion of the book does talk through how to structure your team, but even as a solopreneur, I found it really, really helpful of really taking a holistic view of my business and making sure that I am just tracking metrics, having that vision, having those key values. He kind of walks you through the overall structure and kind of how to build that out if you haven't done that before. So I think it's like one of my top five, maybe top three business books. So I would definitely recommend giving that one a read. And I would also say in terms of the comparison game on Instagram, I think a lot of it is just your day-to-day habits. Um, I started taking like weekends off of social media. And those really clued me into how much I was like picking my phone up out of just like sheer like habit and clicking on Instagram and scrolling through. So I think if you can either give yourself just a day off too, I think that that is huge to really just like reground yourself and like, what do you want to see happen in your life and your business um, before we let everyone externally kind of like feed into your thoughts for the day. I love that. Um, okay. So give us your unpopular opinions. Cause I know you have more than one. Okay. Unpopular opinions. So I, I, I touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but I was one, that person that had really set just one huge major goal to kind of go full-time in my business. And it was amazing. And I don't think that there was anything wrong with just setting that one huge focus. But after I did go full-time, I kind of was left sitting there thinking for, and honestly, it was a couple of months. I had kind of lost like my clarity. I didn't really have a purpose. I didn't really like have a clear idea of where I wanted to go past that. And I really, really wish that I had taken some time before then to really think through like, okay, beyond going full time in the next year, like, what do you want to do with your business? Like in the long run. And so I think that that could definitely save some people just a little bit of confusion in the long run. If you can sit through and kind of think, of what it is. And it's not something that is going to come to you necessarily overnight. I think that it's something that you can think on like throughout the weeks or like throughout the months and stuff like that. So my unpopular opinion would be don't get so focused on the one big milestone that you overlook what you want to be doing years and years down the road, because it can seem really far off, but time really does fly. And I do think that it's important to have that overall compass and vision. All right. And then the next thing is I think it's amazing and incredible to have a huge goal, like hitting hundred K in your business. I think that's amazing. But I think in order to really go after that goal, you need to have a way of breaking it down into more manageable chunks that you can check in with quarterly or monthly to see how you're making progress so that you don't hit like November 11th. And then you're scrambling being like, Oh, I really wanted to hit that huge number in my business. I haven't exactly done anything to really get myself to that point. So I definitely recommend um, just taking each one of your goals and breaking them down a little bit so that you can not be going after too much all at once. And you can kind of pace yourself throughout the year as well. Thank you so much for sharing those. And I love all of the like 
really easily um, approachable ways that you've kind of laid out how to create this long-term vision. So hopefully our listeners can do the same. Guys, we're going to link all of Manali's information in our show notes as always, but where can people find you, Manali? So I'm primarily on Instagram. I'm at Manali Sontake, and I love to connect with people there, like on stories and through DMs as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Laylee. It's been so great. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.